You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 455. Look for how many times Jeremy, my phone prospector, is asking open-ended questions so that he can keep the conversation going. Now, remember, when you're having a conversation with a distressed property owner, it's the easiest path if you start asking about the condition of the property. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Listen, I get it. It is scary to pick up the phone and make calls. I am going to break down an actual recording of one of my phone prospectors and their call to make sure you understand that it's not that hard. It's not that scary. Now, in this cold call breakdown, I want you to be listening to a few things, okay? First of all, how is his opening? Right off the bat, we want to sound like we are a neighbor. We don't want to sound like we are a telemarketer or customer service or that we're not into the conversation. Like it's almost like we're a robotic, right? So look for the opening. Next, look for the tone. Look for the mirroring and matching of the tones. Look for how many times Jeremy, my phone prospector, is asking open-ended questions so that he can keep the conversation going. Now, remember, when you're having a conversation with a distressed property owner, it's the easiest path if you start asking about the condition of the property. When they start rattling off that there's been no repairs, that the place is a total junkyard, that there were hoarders, or that it's original condition from 1940s, whatever, you want to listen to these things because they're literally reducing the price on the phone live with you, okay? So you want to let them open up about the condition of the property. We want to find out their timeline to sell. We want to know why they want to sell the property and their price. So every time that you're listening to one of these breakdowns or any time that you hear somebody making calls, if you're fortunate to be around somebody that's that's making these calls or having a conversation with a distressed property owner, you need to tune your mental antennas into condition, timeline, motivation, price. So let's get started here with the intro. We'll break it all down and see how I did. I've listened to it a few times. There's definitely some tips that I want to, to give him and tweak some of his call here. And I speak with um, Dolores, who um, trying to get all of the property on our game. If you make a call and the person picks up and it's a man, but you're asking for a woman and they're like, who, what's going on? The next step is I'm looking for the property owner at the address, whatever the address is. I'm looking for the owner of the property at and then the address. And then that'll open up the conversation a little bit more because you don't want to be like, oh, are you her husband? Are you the, 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 don't get into any of the, their social connections or their relationship. Just ask about the property. Um, Jock Street, I mean, Jock Drive. Um, yeah, that's in my family's trust. That's in my family's trust. That can go both ways. What's going through your mind right now? Are you thinking, oh, they're, they have it in a trust, they must be rich? Or are you saying, oh, it's in the trust, 
maybe somebody passed away. See, that's the two things that go through my head whenever I hear that instantly. Wait a second. So is this inherited or is this a property that maybe they own a lot of properties? Maybe they're a wealthy family. Okay. Um, well, I'm a local home buyer here in the area and I wanted to see if you guys would maybe consider an offer on your property there. I would. Um, we've got a renter in there. I would, but I've got a renter in there. So listen to the way he's peeling back to get the timeline. This is incredible. So July, though. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm with we're a local home buying company. Um. He's building some credibility here. I don't think that he really needs to. I think that he's about 65% mentally into this conversation. I need him at least 90% and hopefully 100%. But maybe it was at the end of the day. This guy calls for eight hours a day. I don't know when it was in the day that he talked to him. 6.30 at night. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so listen. So it was at the end. He's not totally into it, but what I would say is shorten that up, get more into why he wants to sell it. Get into that, those questions, or give them the feature and benefits of the offer just to let you know the way we work. And he gets into it, but what I would have done there is, hey, just so that you know the way that we work, we buy properties completely cash. We buy them. There's no real estate commissions. We pay all the closing costs. The best part is we buy it as is. So you don't have to put another cent into the property. So for an offer like that, how much would you take? Okay. That's what I would be. That's where I would dive in there, try to pull out that price, see if I can get it out of him. He already seems like he's open. It sounds like he's having a good conversation. He's okay talking about the fact that he has a renter till July. I'm going to start trading on that, on that trust that he has. And, and the conversation, the way that the conversation's going, because he's not totally stiff-arming. He's not blocking every question that we're asking. So I would try to get the price out of him. In the area, um, we purchase properties cash, pay all the closing costs, no agents, no commissions involved. Um, best part is we'll purchase your property as is. You don't have to invest another cent into the property. You know what's beautiful about this? Literally, anybody can do this. Literally, you could pick up the phone and you can call and you could be having this conversation. And when that person says, yes, we are considering selling it, but not until the tenant's out at the end of July and it's in the trust. Let's find out why it's in a trust. We all we close quick with the cash in hand. We pay you guys out today. Um, and I know you have a tenant in there and everything, but have you guys done any upgrades to what is the kitchen or bath? Beautiful question. I talk about it on these cold call breakdowns all the time. What remodeling have you done to the kitchen and bathrooms in the last 10 years? I think he said, uh, did you do any remodeling to the kitchen and bathrooms in the last five or 10 years? I like what? It's an open-ended question. Let them answer it. He went into it a little bit with the floors, but he had to ask a second question there. Um, I don't know. Okay. No, I, I don't really know how much has been done inside. I'm not very familiar with that property, actually. Okay. Um, my son is a three-bed, three-bath, 1,600 square feet. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, I just, have you thought of, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you guys thought of selling the property or we did we we yeah. actually did yes mm-hmm. okay that's my mother yeah. 
that she passed away and then my mother passed away. So it's we're just using her as a rental right now. There you go. One of two ways, right? Is this something that somebody has a ton of properties in the trust and they're protecting it? Or is it somebody that they put it into a trust because somebody passed away? The mom passed away a couple of years ago. They've kept it as a rental. They haven't seen this property in a long time. They don't know what upgrades are going on here. This seems to me like a really solid lead. I really like this. I would dig in on this call and really find out if he has any idea of what their expectations for price are. Because he's given me all this language that is really putting up a smoke screen that says, I don't know anything about this property, so there's no way that I can really accurately tell you how much we want for it, right? And he's not doing it purposely. It's not like, listen, property owners aren't taking, aren't watching YouTube videos and, and going to seminars to learn how to uh, get the most for their house when some people cold call them, okay? It just isn't happening, all right? So he's just, he really just doesn't know too much about this property. So I need to get a little bit more information and throw out some numbers, probably a low ball if it's above, this property was above 150,000. So we typically throw out 66% of the Zillow price. If it's 150 or below, it's 50% of the Zillow price. Those are some numbers that, round numbers, it's not, listen, you can use that as just kind of a general rule, but don't, I mean, comp every property so that you know you're getting a good deal. Yes, yeah, your question. You know, if, if you had to, you're a cash offer today. I mean, knowing that, that we'll purchase your property as is, pay all the closing costs, no agents involved, no commissions. I mean, what would you guys take on a property? What's, what's your expectations as far as what you guys want to receive? You know, I, I couldn't really answer that because I don't know. I haven't really put a pencil to it. I haven't looked at it. You know, I was going to wait until the tenant is out of there and I can get in there and look at it and you know, put a value to it. I really don't know. I don't know that. Right? Exactly what I was just talking about. He really doesn't know. So that's where we have to kind of come in and kind of feel it out and maybe throw in some numbers here and there. And listen, here's a tip for you guys that if you've never done a deal, what I like saying, because we do a lot of deals in this market and is in Northern Arizona, we do a lot of business in Phoenix as well, but we throw out, hey, we're buying homes similar to yours in similar condition for around this price, because we are. If you're not, don't lie to them. Just say, it looks like your neighbors are selling homes similar to yours for around 66% or 50%. Don't say that you're buying homes. They're going to catch you up in that lie. They're going to be like, okay, what addresses have you bought? You know what I mean? Like, don't play that game. Hey, li listen, it looks like your neighbors are selling. Your neighbors that are in similar condition are selling for this price. That is the pro tip here. If you are not buying properties or you're moving into a new market or you've never done a deal before, don't lie. You're going to get caught. Well, I don't know the property either, so I'm kind of I had my hands tied a little bit. Okay. You know, we're honestly thinking maybe, I mean, just ballpark bigger, but we were thinking about maybe 150,000. Now, um, you know, that. That is way too big of a range. Way too big of a range. The 66% was like at 160. He went 150. I want this at like 150 to 160, not 150 to 200. We're, we're just seeing, we're just testing it out to see if he has a number in mind in the back of his head that we can jog and, and get something out of it. But You know, and again, that's going off of properties that we bought similar to yours in the past. 
and also, you know, taking in mind that it might need some upgrades, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, again, you, you say you don't know too much of it. I don't, I don't know if that's maybe in the, the, the area that you were thinking of, you know, but that's more or less what we were thinking, about maybe 115 to 200K, depending on the condition of it. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let me do this. Let me try to... Let me ask you this question. When he hears, when any seller, any property owner hears, we can give you between 150 and 200, what number do they really hear? Exactly. The $200,000. That's what they hear. That's now their bottom line, which is not what we want. We want it closer to that 150. He's given a range just because he wants to make them feel like you know, depending on the condition, once we go in there and we, we look at the condition, look at how much repairs need to be made, then we can backpedal to that 150. But if he's already expecting 200, I mean, Zillow has this thing at 241,000, 241 Zillow has it at. So, I mean, come on, we can't be up at 200. Don't play that game. Don't play the, let's get their hopes up and then bring them back down by walking through the condition of the property. No, we want motivated people. We want people that will trade the equity in their property for speed and convenience. But by the way, guys, this is only three minutes and 39 seconds into a call. The typical yes leads that we get that get sent into my office are typically between three and five minutes. Three and five minutes. I am telling you, a three or five minute conversation could literally change your life because you could find that deal that pays you that 10, 20, 50, $100,000. I'm not kidding. It's happened time and time again. Go to uh, our testimonial page. It's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. How, many, how big of a deal that you can get from just a three to five minute conversation. So I'm trying to give you all the tools that you need, the confidence. More importantly, this is not rocket science. There's some things that he needs to clean up here. I get it. It was late in the day. It wasn't his best call, but it is still a lead that gets to come into my professional acquisition managers that are absolutely incredible at really breaking down and seeing seeing if these people will do business with us. So we're almost close to the end here. If I can get that tenant to let me in to take a look and see the overall condition. And you yeah. normally want to try to look at them before you make an offer, I assume. Not necessarily. You know, we can honestly okay. buy properties, you know. The reason he said that is because this, when people say, hey, you need to see my property before I get an offer, that is putting extra amount of time onto making a decision here. We don't want that time kills all deals. We should put this in huge, bold lettering. Time kills all deals. It truly does. We need to get to it now. We want them to commit to a price. We'll send the, the contract via an email signature. We use DocuSign. We'll send it to them, get the commitment with them, go through the contract with them, and then get into the property. We can do most of the estimates for the rehab just from looking at aerial shots from Google and uh, street views from Google Maps, typically. And we just run our numbers. Now, if something uh, gets thrown, whether it's like a foundation issue or some major thing, then that could throw it off. But usually they tell us if there's a major issue and we can adjust on the fly. But we want to make sure that we don't have to organize with this guy to come into town, organize with him to meet with his tenant, organize to get there at, the, at that time, and then talk about the offer and then go through it, blah, blah, blah. This could take weeks. And in that time, he could get five more calls. 
We want to get to it right now. We want to get him to make a decision over the phone, preferably. If we have to meet, then we have to meet. Really, without your CMS, that's a universal source. Not, not a whole point of us getting in there and doing that and seeing it. We more or less have an idea. We have several properties in the area, so we, we kind of have an idea um, of the property and, you know, different searches that we've done. Why don't we do this? I mean, you're not even ready to sell to July. Um, look, I, I'm assuming I'm not. Never say that. Never say that. I get it. He wants to build rapport. He wants to, he's pulling back. You don't even want to sell till July. I get it, but I don't like just confirming all these things so so that uh, they can't make a decision. Oh, it sounds like you're not ready to make a decision, right? You know, all these things. There's certain pullbacks that I like, certain that I don't. I think you with Dolores. Who, who am I speaking with? No, she she passed away. That was my name. Okay. 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 And your name is? I'm Mark. Same last name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mark, again, my name is Jeremy. Um, I'm with Opera Arizona. I welcome you to visit our website, operaarizona.com. We would love to work with you, you know. Um, again, like I told you before, let's, you know, an idea of about 150, 200,000. I mean, if that sounds good, but I mean, well, I mean, you're not even ready right now, so why don't we do this? What if I maybe get you out an email with some contact information and credentials on us? Okay. Right. Get in there and check it out. You know, let us know. You know. I mean, he's just rambling at this point. He needs to get going. He needs to make the pass off. Hey, I'm going to have our specialist Julie or specialist uh, Caesar reach out to you, and uh, they're going to take care of you. Really appreciate the conversation. Do you have any idea on the price? I mean, the last time you checked, what did, what was it worth back then? You know, I just want to pull something out of here. So we've got the condition. Uh, nothing's been done to it. It's been a rental. We've got their timeline. He wants to make a decision in July. We've got the motivation. It's an inherited property and they live out of town. And we've got no price. That's the last one. It's the toughest one to get. That's why I like digging in, digging in, digging in, digging in different ways. If you don't ask uh, four or five different ways, four minimum different ways to get the price, then you're going to have to throw something out. And he kind of threw it out early, which you know is one tactic. It's probably something that I would have done as well, just because he had no idea in this specific situation. It's a lead, for sure. We're following up with this. T-C-R-Com. Anyway, the rest of it is just info gathering. But listen, it's not that hard. This business is not that hard. That was a four-minute conversation. He did some good things. He was getting some of the four pillars. It's now in my sales team's hands, and they're going to determine if this is somebody that's going to do business with us or not. So they're turning. he's turning it over to the pros. The cold call, the phone prospector, the first call is typically just to break the ice just to see if they are, uh, yes, they would consider an offer. Maybe they would consider an offer in the future. One of those two, that's what you're listening for, and you want to pull those in. Remember, when you call somebody and you ask them, would you consider an offer on your property, they only have six responses. Yes, no, maybe in the future. How much will you give me? How'd you get my number, and who are you? One of those six responses, that's what you're going to get every single time have a response to those responses. And if you're looking to take your business to the next level, then you need to join the most proactive group in real estate investing. It is the TTP program. Go to ttptribe, T-R-I-B-E.com 
and check it out. Sign up for a call. It'll either be with me or my right-hand guy. It'll be the best 45-minute call of your life. Until next time, guys. Love you. It's not hard. You've got this. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.